Hey everyone, I'm Nick Bogues, self-made small business success story. I went from working five jobs and more than 90 hours a week to building a multi-million dollar internationally known pizza enterprise. I never stop, I won't fail. There's power in the pen and today there's power in this mic. Welcome to the business equation. Together today we'll find the solution for the national problem of how to staff your business. And when I say staffing, you can think of it as just hiring or you could think of it as the biggest demand that it is on you right now. You know, if you're trying to grow your business and you're trying to do as many things different as you can, you have to staff your staff your location, staff whatever business you are. And it doesn't matter what you do in the business world. If you meet another business owner and you ask them, you know, when you start talking to them, the biggest question that always pops up is, how do you find people? And then they'll tell you, you know, hey, I'm this guy and my business is a, a butcher shop and I can't find a guy who can cut meat and I can't keep good employees. And it's really hard to find people that show up for just even an interview. You know, how many times do you get on the phone, you talk to somebody and they tell you when they're going to come down for an interview and you have this, you spend all this time on a phone interview and then you're like, get off and you're super excited. Like, man, I talked to this guy for 35 minutes. I feel like we're best friends. I can't wait for the interview tomorrow. 2 p.m. comes and it's really the only time you may get free and you're like, well, you know, I'm going to go down to the shop and I want to talk to this guy because he sounded so good in a phone interview and 205, 2.10, 2.15. Not even the common courtesy of a text to say, hey, I'm not coming in for the job. I'm not interested. You know, how many times does that happen that you put all these resources into trying to hire somebody and they just don't show up? So where does this play? You know, where, where, how do we fix the staffing epidemic that we have? How do we staff our stores? How do we staff our locations? Whatever business you do, how do you find staff? And I'm going to answer that today. And really, it's it's kind of something that when you hear, you're going to be like, man, I, I thought of that, but you know, it kind of sounds hokey. But it's not hokey, that it really makes sense. You know, look at, so how do you find staff? The number one way you find staff is you look at the staff that you have already. And when you start to think about that, you say, well, well, I don't have enough staff. But why don't you have enough staff? You don't have enough staff because they leave you and your turnover rate is so high. What if your average that you're hiring is two guys a month, but your average that you're losing is is one guy a month? You know, for every two guys you add, you you lose one. What if you added two guys and didn't lose any? What would that do to your business? What if, you know, rather than losing them once a month, you lost one guy every six months? So now you're adding 12 guys and losing one guy or Maybe you're losing one every three months, and so now you're losing two guys and adding 12 guys. You know, So how do you keep the people who work for you? That's the real question. That's the staffing question. That's, that's how you separate yourself from the people that all the other people that are trying to hire, all the other companies that are trying to hire people. You want to be that place where people work for you. Everybody's heard about Google, how they have relaxation stations and ping pong tables and pool tables and office parties and everything like that. Everybody knows about that. Everybody knows that Google supposedly has the best place to work and all this crazy stuff that they do. Am I saying that you have to have all these crazy things that you're at your place? Like it would be crazy to walk into your business. People would probably think you're insane if you put a pool table where the where the boardroom table is. And that's really not what I'm saying. But what, what I'm saying is there are things that you can implement into your business that will make it a lot better to work there. You know, when people hear the word culture, they often wonder, like, what is the culture of the place that, that you that you run? You know, what is the culture of your business? And some of it is your work environment. You know, how do you build that work environment? In the beginning, 
when I had the one store, it was pretty easy to have a, a good work environment. I was there. I knew everybody's name. I knew uh, what they did outside of work. I became, you know, very close to them, and people liked to work for me, and they saw that I was working next to them. And we all know that, you know, when someone sees you in the grind working with them, they respect you more, and they work just as hard for you. So that was no problem. Then we get to the second store, and I was still able to get from one store to two stores, and, you know, we went from 20 to 40 employees, and a lot of people still knew me and still worked really hard for me. And they could, you know, still, I still knew everybody's name. I still knew everybody's, uh, what they did outside of work, I, which is very important. You want to build that connection with people. And I think it was, it was really important. And everybody still gave, gave their, their full effort to me. Then we get to the third store and you branch out. Not everybody starts to know you. That's where you start to wonder, you know, culture becomes more important because you can't be there every single day to build the culture inside your restaurant or inside your business, you have to build it from the outside in. And when you say build it from the outside in, you know, most people say you bring it, build it from the inside out. But really what you're doing is you're thinking, what can I take from other places or what can I take from other businesses and put them inside my business that would make employees feel like they're part of something? You know, the easiest thing to do is to ha have a holiday party. That's number one. You know, so we, we have a big giant holiday party where maybe I don't know everybody's name, but everybody feels appreciative because they get to come out. We close, close down the restaurants. That right there shows somebody like, hey, they actually, you know, they don't even close for maybe 4th of July, but they're going to close for me in, in December and have a big holiday party. We go out of our way to make it unique. Many parties I've thrown over the years for families, members, and, and have different things going on, but never have I done an ice carving or a live band or a DJ at a at a home party. But for my business, sure, we've had ice carvings, ice luges, we've had bands, we've had magicians, we've had all these different things that you would never think to have to make these holiday parties really something special. You know, we, we make it for our employees in a plus one. And then we did a big summer picnic every year. We, we closed down a store in the middle of July and we invite all the families. I've had people come up and say, hey, can I bring my daughter and can I bring her boyfriend and can I bring my grandkids? Yeah, sure, bring them all. You know, we're going to have bouncy houses and we're going to have all the all the watermelon you can eat and all the all the barbecue and I'm sitting there on the grill and cooking it all up for everybody and just, just appreciating the heck out of the people that work for you. You know, because everyone's going to have a bad day at some point. You want them to, when they do have that bad day, to really think and say, man, like, you know, these company picnics, they go out of their way for me and then... But it really hurts sometimes when you hear somebody say, like, it needs to be more than a company picnic. It needs to be more than twice a year that you're appreciating your employees. And that's where I think the challenge came in. Those were things that we did at the very beginning, right from the beginning. And they felt really good. And they felt good for me, and I think they felt good for the employees. But what, what it makes you wonder is, how do you do things more than twice a year for your employees? I'll tell you some things that we've done that may sound like, that really, I'm not giving you mind-breaking things that are, are new. I'm just giving you things that have been around for years, but things that, that we do to make it better. I think the biggest thing is you have to listen to your employees. You know, when they're having issues, when they're having problems, you have to solve them quick. Nobody likes indecisiveness. You need to you need to make decisions. You need to make them quick. You know, if somebody has an issue, you need to rectify it. Uh, you need to get it to the point where they feel like you're you're listening to them and you, and you hear them. So it may not be having this big company picnic. It's more important is you're actually listening to your staff. 
And like I said, there's a point where you get so many employees, you can't be the one that's there listening to them. So you have to get to the point where you rely on your managers to be listening to your staff. And you teach that. And you say, hey, when you're a manager in the company, you've been with me a long time, you you know that when you've had issues, whether it's in your personal life or whether it's in your in your business work that you have something going on here, and you bring it to me, we sit down, we talk, I listen, we try to find a solution, we, we find it quick. You know, you, you use examples to them to teach them how to do the same thing with their employees. And I always feel like you have to care about your employees first before they care about you. And that's very important. And that's, that's where all the listening comes in. When you're listening to them, it goes a long way. There's lots of programs out there that we've been implemented. The Employee of the Month, it may sound like when you hear something like that, you think of McDonald's or you think of something like a burger joint that you walk in and on the wall you see this Employee of the Month picture and, oh, this is just for the, the corporate chains to do something like this. But I'll tell you what, when we said we want to get this Employee of the Month program out there, we're going to give a $50 Visa card to the employees. You know, We, we want to show them that we appreciate them. Just recently, I ran into a mother of one of the employees who works for us. And she said, my son was so excited that he was employee of the month. And I'm so excited he was employee of the month. And we celebrated. We went out to a special dinner and celebrated that he was employee of the month. And we just, you know, they picked him. They told him the reason why is because he's doing so good that he before he could just make a pizza with help from everybody else. Now he's making the fastest pizzas in the whole kitchen. And he's really exceeding well. And they said, man, you know, he just felt so special. And he just loves working there. And it's those little things. You may think that it's not that big of a deal to have an employee of the month, but it's those programs that it's a consistency. And you can't have an employee of the month in May and then not have one till October. It's like anything. Eventually, we're going to get into one of my favorite topics on one of these shows, which is consistency. That's how you, you, you breed successes with consistency. And it's the same thing you do with the employee of the month. You know, you can't just do something and then not do it for a few months. And that's why it's really important that you're you're having these programs and you're you're saying, hey, we're going to give this Visa gift card out. You have it there on the first of the month. You put their picture up on the wall. You celebrate them. You know, when you find out that their family's celebrating something like this, like, it's really important. The other thing we did is we celebrate the guys who's been with us for a while. I mean, when you look around, you, people can really work anywhere nowadays. That's the whole thing. It, you know, when you start thinking about... Back in the day when you'd hear about these great retirement packages and pensions and stuff like that, stuff that guys like me will never get to see or never would have gotten to see, you know, and when you start thinking about that kind of stuff, you know, there's as a small business owner, like, what can we offer that, that is different that other businesses, you know, can offer, you know, that that's where the, that's where you got to find what, what can you offer, you know, and the way we do it with our employees who've been there for a long time. It's a it's a simple gesture, but it's the gesture that goes a long way. We have shirts that are a special shirt. We have our uniform policy, and we have uniforms that everybody wears. We have a special shirt that is our years of service shirt, and it has a different logo on the front, our logo, but a different color. It's kind of clean and crisp. On the on the back, it says real nice, our, our rally cry, one team, one dream. And then on the sleeve, it says years of service and has the number, you know, whether it's one year we have an employee who's been with us since the second week we opened. They've got a seven next to their their uh, sleeve. So I think it's really, you know, when people get to wear those shirts, and it seems like, you know, sometimes people are like, oh, I don't have enough work clothes. You know, I can't do laundry. Man, do they love washing that years of service shirt. You see them wearing it two, three times a week, and um, they just love it. And they, they really, you know, if somebody, we hand them out, and if for some reason we'd miss somebody, 
you hear about it right away. Like, hey, you know, my shirt was too small. Can you get me another one? Or we didn't get my years of service shirt. Like, people really appreciate those shirts. It's doing the the little gestures that go a long way that make people, you know, when they do have that bad day or they run into that bad situation or that hard day and they start to decide whether they want to work at that, that company or work for that manager, you know, they really start thinking about all these things that the company's done for them. We were probably three and a half, four years into our business and we, we didn't have a bonus structure. You know, it wasn't really stable enough to have a bonus structure is what it was. But there was a point where I really felt like, you know, I was paying everybody a fair wage, but as we grew, I wanted to be able to give everybody something extra, you know, especially the managers, the ones that are in there relaying the message, carrying it on every day, making sure the stores are running the way they want to run. And I had to figure out a way to develop a bonus structure that was fair for the company, but also fair for them and give them something to shoot for. When we first started out five quarters ago, and we gave a, a bonus away, um, the first time through, nobody was able to earn the bonus because the, the numbers were off. We based it all off of sales and labors and our, our food costs in our industry. And they can really be anything you want to base it off. You can base off your P&L if you wanted. But it was important for me to put that bonus structure out there. Now, the second quarter, we had one store out of four hit it at that time. And there was excitement. And then the next time, we had two stores hit it. And the next time, we had three stores hit it. Now, uh, this this last quarter that just went through, we gave away a substantial amount of bonuses. Big, giant bonuses. Ones that, you know, the manager told me af- after the meeting, he called me up and said, hey, I'm going to use my vacation this year and I'm going to go over to, to Spain. Like real big bonuses that people were, you know, they earned them. They, they worked their butt off for and really, you know, they ran the best numbers they've ever run. So what they did was they ran the, the company so great and the numbers were so tight there was extra money to give to him. Is that that guy's gonna think a lot, lot more about leaving one day when he has that rough day? Man, I've got a place where I can earn a bonus that I could actually take a trip of a lifetime. Like you want to put those things out there for your employees that were are gonna be that make it a better place to work. You know, there's simple things we do too. You know, it doesn't have to be these big giant bonuses. It it also could be things like employee meal meal procedure. You know, we do a and discounts. How many places you work that they don't give a discount at all? You know, we try to make that a big deal that anybody who works there gets 50% off. And then some places say, oh, you only get 50% off when you're working. Well, what's the difference? You know, they work for you. You know, a lot of these guys, that they'll pick up the phone when you call them when they're off to see if they want to come in. Like, they are they're may not always be working, but they're always going to pick up your phone call. So we, we give them a discount all the time. You know, and then they really appreciate, a lot of people want to show off their job, especially if they like it, to their parents. So, you know, we give their parents a discount when they come in to eat, too. We think that's important that they can bring mom or, mom or dad and come in and say, hey, you know, my son Jason, he's a bartender, and sure, we're going to give you a, make them feel special and give them a discount. And then they go home and tell their kid, like, man, you work at a great place. Like, There's all these different things that you can do that you don't have to be Google. You just have to take the time to develop in your business where where can it be to make it a great place to work and to build that culture. Like I said, you take all these ideas from somewhere outside of it, and then you put it inside your company. And you don't do it overnight. You know, there's been things that we we have played with, and like I said, the bonus system didn't come in until recently. And I think there's things that you just you always do, but then there's things that you you add and you always add. What you start to see is you start to see the turnover go down, and that's the most important part. 
So we're we are hiring people at a at the normal rate, at the rate that everybody else hires people because there's really you know that battle is is a battle that if you're fighting it every day, you know all you're going to do is drive yourself crazy because there there is the secret is there is no way to hire people faster and cleaner and and quicker. It's the the market pool out there for employees is very very shallow and very very tough. And the biggest thing you can do is to keep the guys you have and then keep hiring from that shallow pool. You hire at the same rate you always hired at, but now your turnover rate has went down completely, uh, drastically. Your turnover rate has has went down. And that's what we've really been able to do over the last, probably the last 18 months, we've seen the biggest change in the company where we really started to focus on how can we make people really feel appreciated to work for us. You know, sure, we've had people leave, but now when they leave, it's not that they're leaving the company to go work for the, in the same industry at a different at a different competitor. What we're seeing is people leaving for personal reasons. That's why they're they're leaving. Like things beyond our control is why they're leaving. And when that stuff happens, you lose employees over stuff that you can't control. It's a lot different. But if you know, you have to be honest with yourself, and you have to sit down and say, you know, why are we losing people? And ask your employees. Don't be afraid. People actually get really excited when you ask them for their ideas. That's where the listing comes in. You know, you're you're getting to learn your employees, but you're also asking them, "Hey, tell me, why do you think so and so left?" Or ask them if you get a good relationship with somebody good, you can sit there and look them in the face and say, "You know, I really appreciate your two weeks' notice, and I appreciate it." Can you just be honest with me? Can you tell me like why you really left? Like just between me and you, like why are you leaving? And they'll tell you, hey, I, I really didn't feel appreciated. That's probably what it comes down to. You know, you've been working me all this overtime and nobody said thank you. For the last week, I've heard about everything I did wrong. But for the four months before that, I didn't hear, you know, I put in all this extra work and nobody told me thank you. Nobody told me how great I was doing. But as soon as I made a mistake, they told me about it six times over. And then everybody started talking about it. And I think that's that's the kind of things that happen. You know, one one another big thing that we did in our company, and this may not seem like a, a big thing or even relevant to what we're talking about. When we lead off our manager meetings, you know, there's different things that we always talk about. And one of them is don't shit in the pool and don't swim in the pool. And we, we have our managers read that statement every meeting. And what it means is don't gossip. That's how you lose people. When so-and-so is talking about so-and-so and they're talking about what happened, whether it's outside of work or inside of work, or if you have multiple locations and somebody works at both of them or, or a few of them, and then they're going to each location and talking about what happened in another location, like by the time it gets back to the person that it affects, it's really damaging, you know, and they feel embarrassed. And I think a lot of times nobody wants to work at a place where they feel embarrassed or they're the person everybody's talking about. And you usually lose good employees over something as, as stupid as gossip. So there's all these different things that we, we put into play so that you can so that we can keep employees longer. That's the whole idea is you want to be able to keep everybody who works for you longer. You know, and the other thing that plays into that is sometimes you'll hire somebody and man, in that interview, they are the best thing. You come home and you tell your spouse, you're like, Man, I just hired this guy. He's gonna be the best replacement for everybody. He's the the next guy that's gonna make us grow and I can't wait to get this guy the uniform. And the next thing you know, man, he's just dividing your staff. 
we had a guy who's up there talking with the servers and then he's back talking to the drivers and then he's back there talking to the cooks and he's telling the servers about the drivers and the drivers about the cooks and talking about all the different managers and dividing everything and he's this guy that's just like a cancer inside the restaurant and you you find that when you have a good team and you get somebody in there you hear all the cliches like the one rotten apple ruins the barrel like all that stuff's true you know there's a reason why there's there's sayings out there it's because they're true so when you have somebody that comes in and they start affecting your culture you got to get rid of them you got to fire quick you absolutely have to if you've got somebody on your mind right now in your business that you think needs to be fired you need to fire them if i'm saying hey can you think of somebody right now in your business that you need to fire you see their face right now because they're dividing they're bringing divide in your business you need to fire them. You need to walk in and get rid of them. Sure. Is it going to be harder for you? Or are you going to have to try and replace somebody? And is it going to maybe give you extra work? Is it maybe going to put some extra burden on your managers? Sure, of course it is. But you know what? In about two weeks, well, probably less than that, in 24 hours, you're going to hear all the dirty stories of what they did. But then in about two weeks, everybody's going to be thanking you for getting rid of that guy. And they're just going to enjoy it. And I think that goes back to the way that work's supposed to be, a place where they can go in and it's got a great culture and people do feel appreciative. And I think that's where it doesn't matter what business you're in. You know, everything I, I've spouted off in this this podcast today can be used in, in your business. It really doesn't matter what industry. Every industry hurts from staffing. I mean, it's really hard to to find help. They just can't. You have to look inside your business. You have to look at the employees that you have. You got to develop programs that make them feel appreciative. And you absolutely got to fire the face that you just saw in your head. So the solution to today's equation is retention, appreciation, and creating opportunities for your staff for advancement. This has been The Business Equation. I'm Nick Bogaz. Give thanks, be humble, be grateful.